Welcome to Tice Talks. We are playing a game today of role reversal, and I'm doing the introductions. And I am, uh, I want, I want to introduce you to my guest today, and that is Charity Berkey. Now, Charity uh, is uh, not only used of God tremendously as a wife, and as a mother, and as a guard in her home, and. Uh, uh, she's not only used tremendously around here in our children's ministry and with our ladies, she travels and speaks uh, to at ladies' conferences not too often because her primary job is to be at home with her uh, husband and her, and her children. Uh, but at a recent conference, she spoke on the subject of Martha. And uh, Charity, what was the name of that? How the world needs more Marthas. How the world needs more Marthas. Uh, we talked in my office the other day about um, the fact that Martha gets a bad rap. Oh, yeah. And so today is our 50th Tice Talks. 50th Tice Talks. Now, I, I heard, I don't know about you, Grace. Grace is um, our techie woman. She produces all of this stuff. I But I've heard that at the 50th Tice Talks that, like, the team is supposed to go out and celebrate yeah, on a 50th podcast and like go get a really nice, you know, dinner. And it's all supposed to be paid by the person who the podcast is named after. You've heard that, right? Yeah. Okay. I was just, just so happy 50th Tice Talk. So where are we going? Well, here's the deal. Mom just t- <laughs> texted me and told me she had a pot roast on. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm up for that too. <laughs> And she said, if you would bring Trey over to well, do some work in the house, home. he could eat some. <laughs> so that I, I'm all for that, Grace, at our house, 430. So, oh, that's good stuff. Anyway, it is our 50th podcast. That's sort of a little bit of a milestone. It is. We've been doing this now for about two years. Really? Two years? Yeah, because we, we air one every other week. Every- so, yeah, that would equal about... Close to two years. Man, that's, that's an amazing neat. thing. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're welcome to this uh, conversation where where we are talking about Martha. We're talking about uh, how important of a role she played in Scripture and how she is misunderstood. And she, like I said, She's gets a bad rap. She's been misunderstood for centuries, I believe. And really, the the reason this even came to my heart, I was thinking of Martha, and I thought. You know, I've read lots of and I've heard lots of messages about Martha and, and and we can quote all of us. Martha was cumbered about with so much. Right. We we know these things about Martha. You know, Mary's the one that sat at Jesus feet and Martha's the one working. And I thought I, this was just me in a busy life going on. And I thought, you know, I'm pretty sure that I don't. I've never been prone to be a Martha. I'm totally fine with a messy house and just reading my Bible. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I can sit at Jesus' feet. And I was thinking about it, so I opened the Bible, and I started reading it from the, that perspective. And as I was reading it, I thought, oh, my word, we have given a complete misconception of Martha to the world. Because when you read the Scriptures— it gives a totally, totally different viewpoint than what we have been teaching people or we've been, what a lot of us have learned from, from 
that one little passage. There's one part in Scripture. And all the times that Martha is mentioned, there's only one thing that is somewhat negative. And that's the part that we know when she was cumbered about. Every other place where she's mentioned. Or where Jesus said, uh, Mary's chosen the... The right, good it's thing. the same passage. And that's not going to be taken away that's from That's right. That's the exact same passage. She was, she, Martha's cumbered about. She goes to Jesus, talks to Jesus, and Jesus says, hey, Mary's doing what's right. She chose what she should be doing. Don't worry about Mary, okay? She's, she's chosen the good part. So the one time, could you imagine being Martha? Everywhere else, God's saying these good things about you, having conversations with Jesus, Jesus saying how much he loves you in Scripture. And the one thing that's pointed out is, oh, she was really busy. Isn't it? Uh, isn't she it? had 70 people and Jesus Christ himself visiting her home. I'm pretty sure I'd be cumbered about much, <laughs> much with all of my service, too. So there are a few things that I've learned about Martha while studying her that I really, really like. So tell us about them. Tell us, uh, I mean, uh, what you were sharing with me the other day was just amazing. And so, I, I wanted to talk about that. On yeah, this I, it's fun to talk about because it's amazing when you see something in Scripture that you're like, whoa, this is so new to me. Thank you, Lord. I've never seen it from this vantage point. Thank you so much for that. So um, we see that Martha, she is a woman who boldly approached God. And so oftentimes, we don't think of a woman who boldly doing anything. And yet the is, Bible says that we're to boldly approach the throne of grace. Yes, Hebrews 4.16 talks specifically about that. That is a gender-neutral calling. We should all be able, and it's not an age, every one of us, men, women, children, should boldly approach the throne of grace. God's grace. We should boldly. Um, she has in Luke eleven forty, the Bible says the verse that we all know about her. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him. That right there is one of the first amazing things that she did. When she was bothered, when she was serving so much, when she was cumbered about, what did she do? And a lot of times when we're cumbered about, we want to just go underneath our sheets in our bed and pull the pillowcase or pull the pillow of our head. When we're cumbered about, we want to just veg. When we're cumbered about, what do we want to we have we have things that we go to. I know a lot of women in our society, when they're cumbered about, what do they do? They go to wine. They go to something that numbs their life and their thinking. You said a Luke 1140? Uh, 10.40. Okay. Sorry about that. But okay. Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, what did she do? She went to Jesus. When she was cumbered about and she didn't know what to do, she went to Jesus. And she said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Do you know we're allowed to say that to God? We're allowed to say, God, don't you care? I'm here by myself with four kids. Here I am leaking breast milk. Here I am with dirty dishes. Here I am. I haven't been out of the house for a week. Don't you care? My husband's not helping. No one's come and helped me. I don't have a maid. Don't you care? 
God wants us to come and tell him. He doesn't want us to go on social media and say, my husband's such a jerk. He doesn't do this, 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 this. Hey, everybody said marriage would be great. Nope, this, 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 this. What do we do with it? No, God wants us to go directly to him. And what I love about this is that Mary probably didn't even ever know that this happened. She may have never known until she got to heaven that Martha had a problem with her. Martha should have, Martha and Mary should and probably were closest of friends. They were sisters. They served the same God. They should have had a very close relationship. And as brother and sisters do, just like brothers and sisters in Christ so often do, they fight, right? What do children do? You raised five of them. Right. They fight. That's what they do. So instead of going to Mary and saying, get off your hiney and come serve with me. There's 70 people here. What are you doing? She went to Jesus. That's what we should do. You know, so often those who are Martha's, those of us who serve. And so many women do relate to Martha. And I think that's because God put it in us to serve. God put it in us to help. But so often well, we Jesus look, said, I've come to serve. So if we're going to be like Jesus, we're going we're to serve. We're going to serve. Right. And what was Martha's problem? Martha's problem was that she hadn't sat at the seat of Jesus, the feet of Jesus first. She did. She, the reason she was so cumbered about is because she wasn't resting in him. Was that wrong? Absolutely. And we'll, we're going to get this, get to this later, but Martha was a woman willing to change. When she found out, oh, this is what's what, my problem. I'm going to fix that problem. But having a servant so often, wouldn't our churches be incredible if they were filled with Martha's? Women that said, hey, Jesus is looking for a place to have 70 people come and rest. I mean, it's amazing. The beginning of this passage, the whole beginning of this whole chapter, the first two verses, is all about sending Jesus saying, we're going to send out 70 laborers that are going to go and tell everybody that I'm coming to their city. And they just came back from a spiritual high. They go in and they're telling people, hey, look, Jesus is the Messiah. They're proclaiming Jesus. And they all come back. And when they're wanting a place to rest, where do they go? They go to Martha's house. Why would Jesus choose to go to Martha's house? Not because he was going to go to a place where no one's going to be taken care of. He went, he knew that it was going to be a place where they could rest and be served. So her her bad doing wasn't because she was serving. Jesus wanted to go and be with Martha. It's amazing that we don't recognize that. So when she did have a problem, what did she do? She boldly went and she spoke to the Lord about it. We always get this picture that she's standing in the crowd and she's yelling. She didn't go to John, who would probably sympathize with her. Oh, yeah, I understand. Peter's like that, too. You know, she didn't go to Peter. Peter, who'd be like, yeah, Mary, you're a loser. Here, can you go get me another plate? You know, he did. she didn't go to those people. Just like we, when we have a problem with our brother and sister in Christ, we first and foremost need to go to God about it. You mentioned when, when, Martha, when Martha came to Jesus, when Jesus went to 
after Lazarus, Lazarus had died. died. Yes. So are you going to get to yeah, that? Yeah, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay, yeah, because I right. love that point too. Right. I mean, it's just so cool. But yeah, she. the biggest point here is though she went straight to Jesus. You know, if I have a problem with another sister, sometimes that sister doesn't even know I have a problem with them. And I can hurt that relationship by going first to them. Now, that's not a problem going to them if there's something that you can fix between the two of you. But you first and foremost need to go to Jesus. And that's what Martha did. And it fixed the problem. You know, there wasn't a problem. Mary wasn't, Mary wasn't the problem. And Jesus directed her back to that. Don't worry about Mary. I want you to worry about yourself. So sometimes those of us who are serving mm-hmm. can get very, very critical of, of those people. that we don't think are serving. That's exactly right. Well, that's interesting. Yep. If someone doesn't know that you have a problem with them, it's not their problem. It's yours, and you're making it worse by inviting them into the problem. And Mary didn't do that. She went straight. Martha did. Martha didn't do that. She went straight to Jesus. And it's so admirable about her. Um, But we don't see that often spoken. Um, The second thing that I've noticed about Mary is that she was a woman of very deep faith. You called her Mary again. Oh, goodness. They're just, they're named M&M. I mean, (laughs) I also think they were made to complement each other. And I think that's what we are supposed to understand as Christians as well, that Mary and Martha were made to complement each other's weaknesses and strengths. And often, like we said before, when you see another Christian that you think they're not doing what I'm doing or I'm exhausted, it would be a whole lot easier if you would do this, if you did this with what I'm doing. But understand that God has a race for each one of us to run. And so that comparing all that leads is to competition. If Mary, if Mary didn't have the uh, gift of administration, she'd have messed it up if she'd have been trying to do. Right. And that wasn't the gift. Um, they, they think, scholars believe that Martha was the oldest. And it makes sense through the, the way she leads and the way she's mentioned even. It's always Martha uh, first. And they think that she's the... I mean, you can see that as, as when you're an older child. You're given more responsibilities than the younger ones. You, Mary you probably lead. always said, Martha, Martha, Martha. Probably. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I love it. But... She was a woman of deep faith. In John eleven twenty, we see, then Martha, this is when they were, Lazarus has died, right? Their brother, he's dead. And Jesus knew he was dead. And the whole passage before this is so funny. Um, when, when one of the apostles hears that he's dead and he's like, let's go and die with him. I mean, it's just a really... <laughs> really funny well, it's, it's really strange that they 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 come and they say your friend Lazarus is sick and dying and he says okay and he goes and he waits for two days yeah and he says oh he's sleeping and they're like okay well if he's sleeping he's doing pretty good God no he's dead <laughs> no oh oh well then let's all go and die with him these guys are hilarious <laughs> this group of guys um, but we pick up in John 11:20. Martha hears that Jesus is right outside their city, and so she runs to meet him. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, again, she boldly, she went and she met him. But Mary sat still at the house. 
Mary still back at home. Then said Martha unto Jesus, and I love this. This is what we normally hear, okay? This, this is the passage I have heard over and over. Lord, and I've heard it like this. Lord, if thou has been here, my brother had not died. You know, we give her a voice when we hear that. Yes. But when you read the next verse, it gives a totally different tone. She ran up to Jesus. Why would she do this? Why would she just run up to Jesus so fast, knowing he's here, he's here? And she just is stating facts. Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. You know this, God. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it thee. Well, that's faith. That's isn't powerful, it? isn't that? She says, look, look, you can ask God to raise Lazarus from the dead right now. What a power. She's not, she, this isn't a hopeless woman. God, you weren't here. And then Jesus goes on. Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. And this is so cool. Martha saith unto him. This is so Martha. Jesus says he's going to rise again. Martha looks at him and she, she knows theology. She has studied prophecy as a woman. And she says, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So she's having a theological discussion with Jesus Christ himself back in what, A.D. or no? Yeah, A.D. 30? Yeah, A.D. 30? Jesus said, in a time when women aren't supposed to be anything. She's talking to Jesus about prophecy. I love this. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. He teaches her even deeper things now because she was willing to go boldly talk to him about her faith and what he can do and her belief and trust in the almighty God. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And what and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Then he looks at Mary and he says, Martha, Martha, <laughs> forgive me. Believest thou this? And what does she answer? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Wow. Boy. That's a tremendous statement knowing that she's standing outside the tomb of her brother who is dead and Jesus didn't return when she thought he should return. Yes. And yet she just affirms that I believe that you can do something. You can do something now, even though he's dead. And she's I believe. She's a woman of great faith. Yeah. Like what? Is Her faith was strong. And you know why her faith was strong? Because she spent time with Jesus. That's why. She knew Jesus. We need no, we need more women who know Jesus on this intimate level where they feel comfortable boldly approaching his throne of grace. We need more women who know prophecies. We need more women that can have a deep theological conversation. People who study the reason you know those bit those sound like big words. All it is is studying the Bible and knowing God more. One book I want to highly recommend is called Women of the Word. Women of the Word by Jen Wilkins. She teaches women how to study the Bible. 
It's easy. You can get it free on a library app and listen to it. Download. And she's she gives grace when she speaks. She tells women, hey, I know, you know, that at certain t- seasons of life, you know, you're sitting and nursing babies all hours on end and you have so many, you're never sleeping. That's not the time that you're going to have super deep studies but she encourages people still to continually always study the Bible. So she's wonderful because she gives grace to people in their seasons, but she gives examples of this is how you study Scripture. I enjoy, as, 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 as a father, I enjoy having conversations with you about what you're learning from the Word of God. The same thing is true with faith. Same thing's true with hope. I love talking to Heather about about the the word of god mm-hmm. answering questions when i'm talking to brianna about right. the word of god it, it it it's um i think it's wonderful uh that you're making this point that martha had a theological discussion with jesus, jesus. and that she by faith and was telling him this is what I believe about you. This is who I believe yeah. you are. And having this conversation, I think he delighted in the conversation. Oh, I agree. Because like you said, the passage you looked up that says specifically, Jesus says, it's, it, the passage says, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Like her sister, it, Mar- Jesus loved all of them. But it specifically points out, man, Jesus loved Martha. Yeah, that's verse 5 of chapter 11. Yeah. He, now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister. And and it's almost like her sister's does, like an afterthought. Yeah. But he loved this about this woman. He loved her. None of this is ever spoken evil of, of her in the scriptures. This is, hey, do you believe? Yes, I believe we need more women like that. And this is what I believe. This is what I believe. believe, believe. And I believe you are it. So not only should we be women who boldly approach God, we need to be women of deep faith, but we also need to be women who are willing to change. The third thing I see about Martha is that she was a woman that was willing to change when she saw what she did, where she was, what she did wrong. Um, In Bible times, like you know, when you look up any Bible name, almost every single one of them, it, it fits their personality. It fits what they're doing. It fits who they are. It's not just a name. And in Bible times, um, they were, names carried deep meaning. Uh, I know now names aren't as meaningful. We have people that name their children interesting, interesting things. Didn't we have children that rode the bus named Lamangelo and Orangelo years ago? And when you read it, it was actually lemon jello and orange jello yes. when you when you read it out. So names aren't as meaningful now as they were <laughs> to the people back in Bible times. But Martha, it, what's interesting about her name is when you look up her name, if you like Googled it, just like in our vernacular, it means what, what you would find is that Martha's name um, means mistress of the house or lady of the house. But if you look up the Aramaic origins of the name, Martha, her name actually means she was rebellious. And I find that so interesting because you can see her character, the strong will 
in Martha as you read what uh, when you study her passages. She obviously was a leader, but that leader had to have have to, had to be bent towards what God wanted her to be. So she was at one time rebellious, and now she's proclaiming that Jesus Christ, you are the Son of the living God Most High. At one time, she, which gives hope to every single one of us, all of us women at one time were, were just like Martha. We were rebellious, each and every one of us. And we can be like Martha, and that can change. Don't you love that? That we, we can be, we don't have to be like that anymore. We don't have to be rebellious. Well, that's just how I am. I'm just bold. That's how I, I'm just blunt. Well, you don't have to be. You don't have to. I just say it how it is. Well, you don't have to. God can use that. God can use it. Yeah, obviously used Martha. Just like he changed Martha and used Martha. Yes. And he bent Martha's will to no longer being a rebellious will, but to do the will of of the Father, you can't make it in life if you don't have some kind of will. Some and right. that will just needs to be bent. We would think as we as you were growing up, we would think, we well, she's got a strong will. We got to make her want to do the right things. Because when you were bent, when you said that's wrong, it was wrong. When you said, well, I'm going to do this right thing, it was it was strong. So a strong will can get you into trouble if you're rebellious or it can it can, keep it can keep you doing right if you are rebelling against sin right well that's that's those are some of the thoughts that i i had learned about martha and i just i i would love to have more know more women who are like martha because over and over even when when afterwards after when lazarus is better it talks about Lazarus eating the uh, eating with Jesus, and it, when Mary, the sister, comes in and wipes Jesus's feet, you know, and pours the ointment at, and Ma- Martha's mentioned again, and it says Martha was serving. That's all that's said, and there was nothing bad about Martha serving. Martha needed to serve. Martha was supposed to be serving. This time, as all of us are supposed to be exactly. serving. Exactly, there's so many things. What you know, so many things we think. Oh, the the Martha. That's why I think it's a, a team. Martha or Mary at this time now wasn't just sitting at the feet of Jesus. What was she doing? She was serving at the feet of Jesus. She was anointing Jesus's feet. She was doing the job of when people came in. What the servants did. She was serving now, and I think she Martha's influence helped Mary without even having to say a word to Mary. But I think if we had more Marthas in this world, our churches could definitely be transformed and affecting even more people for the gospel of Christ. So ladies, next time you feel like you you feel guilty because you read the story of Martha and you thought, oh man, that's me. I need to spend more time at the feet of Jesus just remember what you heard on this podcast today. Remember, remember that that God wants you to serve, and that's yes. a wonderful yes. thing. And and God used Martha, and Martha is a wonderful lady. And if God's giving you that gift of serving, you serve, and you love Jesus. And uh, 
And, and if you fall asleep praying at night, fall asleep praying That's at night. Right. But you keep serving Jesus, and congratulations, because you're just like Martha. Martha and Martha. Jesus loved. And Jesus loved Martha. That's so, great. I love that. I'm glad that you were able to do this on our 50th uh, podcast. Yeah, thank you. That was special. Remember, ladies, that they're listening, and men, that this is Tice Talks, and it's more than a conversation. <laughs>